What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of A Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. It's our co-host, Randy Griggs. Coming to you from Lot B, Cigar Dojo Studio. Word. Out here in uh, Brisk, California. It's, um, you know, we don't really get a lot of weather out here in the Bay Area. It's not very cold. And so we're dainty, delicate flowers. And he speaks for himself. It's a little bit chilly. <laughs> with the fa- it's the fans. We got yeah. the fans going yeah. and everything. And my goal for the beginning of this episode, which is brought to you by the letter M, by mm. the way, M is in Randy the Mandalorian, which yeah. you know nothing about. Yeah, I'm trying Baby to go Yoda. as long. I'm trying to go as long as I can without introducing Randy <laughs> and letting him speak. <laughs> Just kidding, Randy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm really excited to. Be here. God, I say the same thing every episode. I'm excited to be here. What can I say? I'm an easily excitable person. Um, That's branding. You're branding yourself as a very excited. It's You're building your own brand. Perfect. Well done. Perfect. Anybody that knows me knows it's genuine. Mm. Uh, so I am excited to be here today. We are uh, back in the studio. This will be my first episode back since becoming a father. I heard that uh, you had an addition to your family. I did. I did. Congratulations. uh, Thanks so much. No, uh, I I, I wanted to bring it up, though, and uh, do a shout-out to everyone that uh, joined us for the Digital Herf and Mm. Celebration on Cigar Dojo app. That was a ton of fun. It was a huge flurry of activity. A lot of people out there kind of sharing their stories as fathers uh, with with their sons, um, a lot of folks out there hashtagging flavor OD. Um, obviously, the hashtag for our show here, um, and uh, shared in that uh, little celebration with me. So that was pretty cool. We didn't go with my uh, creepy uh, flavor baby hashtag. It's a little weird. Uh, as fun <laughs> as as that seemed, uh, it just seemed creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit creepy. So, are you getting any sleep? At all? Yeah, man. Unfortunately for my wife, I don't wake up for anything. Mm, you're gonna have to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wakes me up. So um, the my wife has bore the 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 responsibility and the brunt of the whole up every two hour mm. uh, shenanigans. There's been a, there's been a few wake ups here and there, but for the most part, I'm getting full night sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I will say this: uh, every time that I arrive. Here at the studio, mm-hmm. the uh, there's there's two two puppies that we've we've referenced your dogs occasionally, and they raise all kinds of havoc when anyone arrives. So it's it's and it's the kind of barking that is when we talked about this. Maybe I'll go walk on the other side of the street, kind of barking, and I mean they're raising all kinds of hell, and 
So I get here today and the dogs are going nuts and I'm cringing as I'm walking up thinking, God, I hope the baby wasn't asleep. And I walk in and like, you guys are all hanging out and the baby was asleep, slept through the barking and everything. That's kind of amazing. He says, these dogs make serious, serious noise. Well, I'll tell you, you know, um, well, it's kind of sad to say that I don't wake up when my baby cries. Um, it is a great thing in life that I sleep through everything. And if possible, I don't know if that's like a genetic trait or if that's learned, but I have this goal to not do the whole shh, the baby's asleep kind, mm. kind of thing. Like I keep playing music. The dogs are barking. I'm hoping that he just becomes acclimated to get his rest in regardless of what's going on. So you, we'll see how that works. You're setting expectations. Clearly lined expectations. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm like this is this is what you're gonna have to sleep through and get yeah. used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't like it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get out. <laughs> but I did get to meet uh, Andre today. He's adorable. Looks just like his mom. Thank goodness. Thank the Lord. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he's he's a cute little guy, man. Nice work. Appreciate that, man. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Excited. Everybody's happy and healthy. That's that's all you can ask exactly. for. Exactly. We're blessed. That's all you can ask for. So, with the letter M. We're back with the letter M. We did mention Mandalorian. You said Baby Yoda. Yes. We've talked about it on the show before. I think we're up to episode five now, and you haven't watched any of it. No, I haven't. And I'm going to be honest. This is kind of a, not really a hot take, kind of a warm take. Hmm. I'm losing interest. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, the, the excitement over the Baby Yoda for me is waning at this point. So now I need something to happen. It, you know, now that you mention it like that, because I haven't yet watched it, I'm big. I love the whole uh, streaming um, uh, shows now, uh, but I typically I like to binge watch. Ah. So I'll usually let a season or two get recorded, and then I'll just go. We're, we've learned know. that's a learned behavior. It is, but yeah. it, but we've it's fun. Learned. I hate waiting week to week for things mm. to happen. I'd rather just rip off half a season and on a Saturday afternoon we'll drink a beer. What was the show that changed that for you? Because there, for me, there was a specific show. Me too. That came out on Netflix. I think mine was HBO. That caused me to. Because uh, in Netflix they re- they release the whole series, or at least they used to, yeah. all at once. Yeah. And Amazon does that. So too. yeah. So for me, it was House of Cards. Oh. When God, how, that was so. Show. I mean, oh, man. You, I, whatever. It's there's a whole separate. Thing. Oh, don't we don't bring need, that up. We don't He's need such to get a great into actor. that. I don't care about but that. But the uh, <laughs> it's phenom- it was a phenomenal show, and that was what really got me hooked on the uh, on the binging. Yeah, for me it was True Detective. Oh, that first season the first was season, so yeah. good. Yeah, it was. Oh. It was so captivating, and it was the first time. I, like I didn't even understand the concept. It, that was the first like one of these types of this new r- realm of shows that I had watched. Where the whole season is one one case, mm. where you know uh, sitcoms of old or, or drama, you know TV shows of old, every episode was another case, mm-hmm. and so you know they solve the case at the end of every episode, like got... Scooby Doo. Right, right, exactly. You like meddling Scooby-Doo. kids, <laughs> and uh, and and so I got to the end of the first episode. I was like, they didn't solve it. Well, maybe maybe it's a two episode deal for the for the first. You know, you know, the for, world. For, for the premiere, and then I, I'm on episode four, going, and my wife's like, "Are you still watching the same show?" Like, they still haven't solved it. I'm on episode four. Oh, uh, so man, that, that, that was the one. Was good. That really was. The second season was dreadful. Yeah, 
Yeah. I haven't did, watched the third they one. Did they do the third one? Yeah, the second one was the, so bad that... Uh, the, now, the first couple episodes, I didn't identify um, Vince Vaughn in that gangster character bothered a lot of people. It didn't as much me. I like him. Um, and uh, But yeah, nothing compared to that first one. That first one was so dang good. I haven't watched the third season. It's got Mahershala Ali in it. I like Mahershala Ali a lot. I don't know who that is. He's, uh, you, well, he was in House of Cards. Okay. Uh, I still don't know what was that. his character's name in House of Cards? <laughs> Remy. Oh yeah, I like yeah, him yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's I a like great actor. A uh, Moonlight was a film that he was in. He won an uh, Oscar for that. Fantastic. Did movie. you just bring up a teeny bopper uh, vampire movie on our show? I'm, I'm gonna I'm no, gonna walk off. Moonlight stage. is not a teeny. It's you don't have no idea what it's about. Oh, I was thinking of Twilight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Twilight, not 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 the, <laughs> not the same. Thing. I was like, did you N- really? Did just really. <laughs> After the show, look up what Twilight is, or up what uh, Moonlight is about. It's very, very different. Okay. Uh, and actually, he's speaking of vampires. Mahershala Ali will take on the mantle as Blade. Oh, that yeah. is a franchise I am excited <coughs> to see continue. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone ten minutes and haven't talked about the cigar <laughs> or the beer. We're gonna uh, start which is, a TV which is great. Um, show rating um, mm. podcast. Um, I'm not sure if the if Cigar Dojo is going to pick that up or not. We're not qualified <laughs> to do that at all. Let's do it. <laughs> not qualified to do this either, but we do it anyway. <laughs> so we've got uh, no comments on that, please. So we've got uh, our pairing today, uh, which we've mentioned before. Is actually I don't even think we've mentioned either. We've mentioned nothing. We haven't. The Tatuaje <laughs> Mexican Experiment Two Me Two is the cigar that we're smoking today. Hopefully. Uh, Eric has a sexy photo up there for you guys to take a look at. And we're pairing that with, Randy, a beer from your brewery, 21st Amendment, a beer called Monk's Blood, which is a Belgian-style dark ale brewed with a bunch of adjuncts, (laughs) cinnamon, vanilla, oak chips, and dried figs is the one that really sets it off for me. Mm. Figs freak me out. When you cut them open, there's little strings and little balls, and I don't like that. I'm a texture guy. Okay, so if I could just uh, make a few corrections to uh, (laughs) everything that Rob just said. Um, It is not my brewery, first of all. Uh, Brewery that you've got the shirt and everything. Nice lumberjack uh, attire here, by the way. I like that. He said it's a little chilly. This Mm. this worked out pretty well. Uh, So I work at 21st Amendment Brewing Company, and uh, that company that I work for does produce Monk's Blood. Um, another correction from your live video: It is not an annual release. Uh, this it's is it's not. It is part of our. Oh, eight, it's um, it's now around. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can talk. Y- about you want to say it wrong again? You're, uh, I, no, I I I'll do. Give you the floor. No, after you. <laughs> uh, just, it, it's part of what up. we call our insurrection series, and so it's actually an occasional release. I'm sorry. Your what series? Uh, insurrection. Insurrection. Thank you. Insurrection. So uh, this beer specifically has not been released in three years. Mm. Um, so it's been a while since Monk's Blood has seen the light of day. We're really excited to have it out this year. Um, it's got a very strong cult fan uh, following. Um, and another correction of what Rob said would be that neither cinnamon, oak trips, vanilla, nor figs would be included in the term adjuncts. Well, I, I did that on purpose. Uh, uh, they're what I like to call flavor additives. Uh, an adjunct would be uh, an ingredient added to beer um, for the fermentable sugar. Uh, and so maybe some of the sugar in the figs could be sure, fermentable. Yeah. Um, these are all uh, just flavor additives. Uh, adjuncts would be uh, wheat, corn, rice, uh, things of that nature. Cacao nibs. 
Definitely not. <laughs> have, have you heard the story about how Randy invented the chocolate stout? Have we told that story yet? Yeah, yeah we've told that story. You can go back and see that. <laughs> yeah. What episode? Story. What episode was the one where we talked about you got you had your soapbox moment about uh, flavor additives not being adjuncts? Mm. We'll have to think on that because I don't remember which episode that was. It was early on. Oh yeah, you know it, it might have been that. It might have been letter B because we were doing the KBS. Yeah, that might have been it. Oh, yeah, that probably was it because it's, it's got the coffee yeah. in there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. One of those. Anyway, pardon me. <clears throat> So uh, I didn't know anything about the beer. Why don't you keep going? You're kind of knee deep into the beer. Talk about the beer. All right. Yeah. Let's um, uh, get into the. Cool. So uh, stylistically, Monk's Blood is a Belgian dark strong. Um, so I've got a lot to say about this. So get comfy. Um, so I'll go as quickly as I can. Um, I do have a soapbox moment. Uh, a hot button for me. I hear all the time. Um, people misstate. Um, uh, the difference between Belgium and Belgian. Things from the country of Belgium are Belgian. So it's a Belgian-style ale. Um, it's literally the same thing as calling it an America whiskey. You would never say that. It's an American whiskey. So things from the country of Belgium are Belgian. What language do they speak in Belgium? Uh, Flemish, French, and English. Uh, so the... <laughs> so the um, so Where does the Flemish language originate from? From the Kingdom of Flanders. Hmm. Which now, there's a Flanders-style beer. That's right. Flanders red and Flanders yeah. brown. And uh, we're so getting off topic. I'll stop. Go. Okay. So um, so a Belgian dark strong is virtually the same thing as a Belgian quad. Uh, so you, you have your Belgian blondes, your Belgian doubles. You have your Belgian quads. Um, triples. Triples. Uh, those are... There is no um, doubling, tripling, or quadrupling of anything. Those are literally all standalone, totally separate styles from each other that are related only that they're Belgian in origin. Um, something that uh, I get a lot of questions when talking about Belgian beers. Um, the best thing I can say about Belgian style ales in general is that they're very yeast flavor forward. Uh, so we, we, in previous episodes that we've done here on Flavor Odyssey, we've talked a lot about hop forward or malt forward beers. And so when I say that they're hop forward, malt forward or yeast forward, we'd state that that's just the predominant one of the four main ingredients of beer that this, that the flavor profile is based around. So the, the yeasts that exist in Belgium uh, are very, very, um, they're fervorous fermenters and so they create a lot of yeast esters and phenols so they create more fruity characters more spicy characters and uh, as far as which spices and which fruits can pretty much be um, simplified into the color of the beer you could pour a Belgian style beer down the bar from me and just visually looking at it and being told that it's Belgian I can make a pretty safe assumption about what kind of flavors you're going to get in blonde yellow colored Belgian beers. The fruits are going to be that of pears, peaches, apricots, where in a dark Belgian style ale, they're going to be plums, figs, and um, cherries, those darker stone fruits. Um, and then the spices equally are lighter in the lighter colored ones and, and heavier in the darker colored ones. So of spices, you'd get more clove, black pepper, uh, where in the lighter styles, you're going to get cardamom and uh, white pepper, 
you know, obviously we use cinnamon and figs in this beer. Again, as I've said on the show before, a lot of times, most of the time when you're uh, adding those flavor additives to a recipe, they're often not to introduce a whole new flavor, but more emphasize existing flavors that are already there from the malt and yeast um, in the recipe. So, um, so this one, it comes in at 34 IBUs. Uh, we post that it's 8.3% alcohol, a little secret between uh, the audience and me. This one came out a little stronger this year. Mm. Uh, this one's probably closer to 9% alcohol, but don't tell anybody. Um, and so you're going to have that a uh, little bit higher alcohol. Lots of um, crystal malts go into this to get to this. Uh, and, and you, I don't know how well you can see it, but you get kind of a garnet uh, reddish hue um, on, on this beer and so uh, that's indicative of uh, the addition of, of uh, large amounts of caramel malt so you get that very caramely uh, rich raisiny plum uh, characteristic obviously we add the figs to emphasize uh, more of that fruit uh, character that is a very nice Belgian beer primer well mm. done thanks there's a lot going on with Belgian beers yeah and you can go uh, deep 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 in fact, Randy, you had a book around here somewhere that was just about, I mean, it's a, it's a whole book, just about Belgian styles. And, uh, <coughs> and that doesn't even get into the sours. That's just the yeah, standard Belgian just the standard <laughs> stuff, yeah. So it's, uh, have you been to Belgium? We've talked about this yeah. already, yeah. How, uh, did you live there? I, <laughs> I did not live there. When I lived in Paris, I frequented their uh, jump on the TGV, the high-speed train, and uh, hop up for a long weekends. Dude, it's so sexy when you speak French. <laughs> it's, I, I have to stay on this weird. side of the table. It's <laughs> awkward. Yeah. It's awkward. All right. So we also, uh, here in episode M, have a cigar. <laughs> Robbie, would you like to talk about the cigar, please? No, I want to talk more about Belgium. <laughs> oh, okay. I've, yeah. I've only, I, I've, we've been to Bruges. We've talked about mm-hmm, Bruges. Yep. The, one of the greatest cities in the world. Indeed. Uh, did one day in Brussels, mm-hmm. which is about all I needed. Yeah, kind of a city, big industrial is what it is. Concrete city, uh, some fun breweries there. Yep, yep. Visited Cantillon. Mm. I still don't feel like I really get their beer though, and we've yeah. talked about this because yeah. I my, my sour, I, I'm I'm iffy on sour. Not iffy. That's not right. I'm I have to be in the right mood for a sour, and I'm used to I guess the Amer- more American style sour. It's a bit more fruit forward as yep. opposed to just the level of tartness. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's that experience. But <clears throat> we'll get into the cigar here. Tatuaje, you guys, 150% of you have smoked Tatuaje cigars. That's absolutely true. That's true. I would think that 150% have at least smoked one Tatuaje cigar. If you haven't, anyway, you have. Mexican Experiment 2. So this cigar debuted at the IPCPR slash PAC. It was IPCPR at the time. Now it's now it's PAC, right? PCA. Is it PCA? Yeah. Why did I say PAC? I don't know. Ah, damn it. Damn it, Randy. Because you're dyslexic? I don't know. You know, I might slightly be, actually. I was trying to bail you out. I don't know. I have it. I think it's... I type it as... What is it? What is Premium the, Cigar Association. Oh, well, I say I put PAC every single time. I'm even looking at my review here in the uh, Cigar Dojo. Because I'd reviewed the cigar back in July. There's a typo. Because <laughs> I put PAC. I've referred to it as PAC every time. I hope you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, what, what is the saying? You hope in one hand. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a family show, Randy. It's a family show. So uh, the Mexican Experiment 2 debuted 
at uh, IPCPR. We'll stick with that for now because that's what the sh- what the show was called this year. Indeed. In Las Vegas, Nevada, where the elite meet to eat, features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, which is Randy, where the name comes from. Binder and fillers from Nicaragua, hailing from the uh, My Father's Cigar Factory in Nicaragua. So, the backstory on Mexican Experiment. <coughs> was a cigar that Pete released back in 2012. You've actually smoked one of the originals. Uh, thank you for turning your phone off. You've uh, smoked one of the originals, because I still have a few left. Yeah. And that cigar, that cigar is that's about seven years old now. It's still got uh, some nice flavor to it. It's Very lost much. a bit of that spice. But <clears throat> as that tends to happen, micro-oxidation, Randy, we've talked about that as well. That's one of my favorite things. What was the other? What's the other one? Nitrogenated. Yeah. Those are my two favorite things <laughs> from uh, from this series so far. <laughs> so micro oxidation. Anyway, lost a little bit of that spice, but that cigar is still really good. So that was a super limited release back when uh, in 2012. I think he did. I know there's a thousand of the bundles. Now nah, I think he only did 250 bundles of each size. Wow. Back in the day, all that may be wrong. Coop, correct me if I'm wrong. So at IPCPR this year, brought back the Mexican Experiment ME1 as a limited edition. The ME2, basically the same cigar. This one's got a bit more, it's a more ramped up version, is, uh, is what Pete has said. It's a bit more spicy than, than the original. So the, the ME1 was, came back four different sizes. A, a thousand bundles of ten, I believe, of each size were made. That cigar is gone forever now. Never coming back, right. as far as we know. But that may change. Who knows? But the ME2 is a regular production. Same five sizes, or four sizes, I beg your pardon. <clears throat> Bellicoso, 5x52. Robusto, 5x54. Toro, which is what we're smoking, 5 and 3 quarters by 50. And a Churchill, 6 and a half by 48. One more version of this, another version of this, kind of the same blend, is the... The Tatuaje 51th, which is a TAA release that came out earlier this year, is Randy five. You it's five, five by, by fifty two box press. box press. Thank you. you and that's the that's the original ME blend, right? No, it is the original ME blend, but it's right. a new size so that gives that one five sizes, right. while the the ME two has four sizes. Are you confused yet? It, it, ultimately, I've smoked almost all of them. Of the ME1s, anyway. All the different sizes. And they, they're, they're great. And the, uh, the 51th is very good, too. The ME2, I've only smoked the Toro, and it's phenomenal. I, in my review, you can uh, we'll send a link or whatever so you guys can see it on the Cigar Dojo website. It came in at a 93 for me, Randy. Does that seem fair? It's, uh, you're in love with it. It's a phenomenal cigar. I, I am a bit of a Tatuaje fanboy. We've discussed this. Pete is on my uh, my Mount Rushmore. He's up there twice. <laughs> Dion's up there twice, and those are the only cigars that I smoke. I'm just kidding. It's, I'm not kidding about the uh, no. the Mount Rushmore. They're actually no, up there. No. they're alternating though, so it's like Pete, Dion, Pete, Dion. Right. Um, <coughs> so makes all the sense in the world. Full flavor, medium plus on the strength, medium plus in the body. For me, the flavor notes <coughs> that I put down in my review, and I'm still getting those here today. Chocolate brownie, mm. right? I mean, the first, it's just, it's sweet. It's a li- there's spice in there, this leather, black peppercorn, deep earth, espresso, brown sugar. It's just, 
everything that I love about Nicaraguan tobacco is expressed in this cigar. Should I say that again? Because I feel like it's a powerful statement. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's a powerful statement, not powerful that it's coming from me, because who cares? But to say like everything that I love about this tobacco from this particular country is, uh, is represented in this cigar. Well, from both countries, right? I mean, the the Mexican San Andreas oh, the Mexican has San Andreas. so much yeah, to do with right. it. Yeah, that's true, too. Some, some that's of those brownie too. notes. That's true, too. Very good point. So that's kind of the background on this cigar. Tatuaje has been around for a while. You know the backstory on that. I don't need to go into it. Uh, Pete and I did a fun uh, little interview. I keep popping the microphone yeah. here. I'll, I'll back away. Let's, why don't we get on the little mixing board there and do it, do it, fix it up. Um, so Pete and I had a nice little interview from IPCPR. We can link yep. that, too, so you guys can check that out. And uh, we go into some detail about this particular blend and then some other projects that Pete was working on. But you know, I don't know if it's appropriate to like say on a public platform, but I got to tell you. Um, so I was Rob's cameraman at IV- IPCPR. It was my first. Uh, you did a phenomenal job, by well, the thank way. Thank you. Appreciate there, it. And there were some of these interviews. So Randy's holding. What's the thing that you? Um, a gimbal. A gimbal. So he's got this gimbal, and he's you know we we want him to be as mobile as possible because gets shots of the cigars, the the surrounding to kind of give you guys an immersive experience. Immersive, Randy. That's our goal. And he did a phenomenal job. Has no cameraman training, but he did a great job. And in some of these interviews, particularly the one with Steve Saka, that lasted for about a half an hour, I, which is great. I love talking to Steve. Have yeah. a blast. Yeah. Like you just give him one question and he goes. It's phenomenal. And there's just he spouts out so much tobacco knowledge. But I'm watching Randy over there and his arms like shaking because he's holding this camera for a half an hour. I felt bad. At one point, I saw you were resting your elbow on a table. Uh, so you put in a lot of work. I know that we give you I, I particularly give you a hard time. And I don't know if I've ever actually expressed this, but you put in a lot. What I do is easy. I just go up and ask questions. Mm-hmm. But you're doing the actual real work. So I appreciate that. Oh, that's very kind of you. That's what uh, we do here. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Uh, so. Uh, I was the cameraman for that interview, and I got to say, it was a better interview because Pete and Rob have a background, and, you know, Rob's been in the industry for years. You know, obviously, you've interviewed him before, and uh, there was a certain kind of comfort level that that I totally recommend going back and watching that interview between uh, Pete and Robbie at this year's IPCPR because... you know, you could tell Pete got very comfortable, you know, taking the conversation a little bit away from cigars, got to find out a little bit about, uh, you know, he told the story about when he was, um, you know, on the road in, as a singer in a band. And uh, it was a cool interview. Uh, I felt like he opened up more than I've seen him open up in all uh, in a lot of other interviews. So that, yeah. that was pretty yeah. cool. Pete's a lot of fun to talk to. <clears throat> uh, he's got he's an interesting guy. It's not just uh, not just cigars. And, and really, that can be said for the bulk of the industry it's we all want to talk about you know what's new in this blend and why did you use this particular priming but i mean everybody has stuff outside of that that's what i like to do with the interviews is what's new okay we got that out of the way let's talk about something you know kind of fun yeah not that cigars aren't fun but you know what i mean so yeah that was a blast uh, and to be uh back on uh the interviewer side was uh was kind of fun so uh, anyway, yeah, go back and watch all that stuff. And yeah. uh, Eric and Jordan, I've I've been going back through and watching some of the uh, stuff from Eric and Jordan because we were we had separate we were, we only saw each other really in the morning and at lunch and right. then afterwards because we're all running around doing our own thing, and I didn't get to to see a lot of their interviews, so I'm, I'm still going back and kind of watching my way through some of that stuff. There's a lot to unpack in a lot of these different things, and you could sit there for hours. So if you're you're bored over the holidays, give them a look because there's a lot of stuff going on. Pardon me. So, 
mm, pardon me again, very effervescent, this beer. It's causing a little bit of a, a belching thing on my side. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, I don't have a button. I don't have like the... Like remember when you sneezed really loud? That's probably Jeez. the best part. That's my that's my favorite that moment of the show. <laughs> I know where to go. That was like our second episode. <laughs> it was phenomenal. You just exploded in the middle of the episode. But anyway, so let's uh Randy, let's start talking about what flavors. I I gave you my list of stuff. What are you getting out of this cigar? Uh the brownie definitely mm-hmm. uh resonates with me. You get a a great chocolate uh, that rich, sweet chocolate character, um, not like Baker's chocolate, not like milk chocolate, but that yeah, that rich brownie like, chocolate, almost like chocolate souffle kind mm. of. Where it's a little bit without the, I mean, yeah, maybe brownie's probably a better way to go because without that lava in the middle, because it's it's got a bit of a dryness to it, yeah, in a good way, yeah, where it's not overly, it's not cloying, it's not uh, overly sweet, and it's not overly bitter. It's just it's just the right amount for me. Of, yeah, uh, of chocolate in there. Uh, I also get cinnamon out of here. You mm. know, there's some great baker's spice kind of character in, in this kitchen spice, cabinet spice, uh, as we've referred to it, um, that adds a really nice complexity and ca- kind of a multi-angled flavor going on on the palate. Uh, I, I actually almost expected more of a black pepper. There is a there is black pepper in, in the retro, but it's uh, it's fairly subtle. I would say it's really more the spicy character is really more um, baker spice for me, um, and and yeah no I think I think you nailed it it's a very full flavored um, you, you said medium plus in body I I'd really kind of yeah it's probably it, closer to full yeah I'd go more full um, it's very uh, kind of rich and mouth filling uh, smoke. That uh, that makes it a very satisfying smoke, man. This is I, I can see why you would score it so high. Honestly, when when I first saw that you put it at a ninety three, I was like, ah, oh, there goes yeah, his well, love for yeah, Pete. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, 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 he loves him some Pete. Um, but no, I I it's you know we're about halfway through the stick right now, and this is very enjoyable. Mm. I mean, it's a little bit chilly out here. This is kind of a perfect scenario for the cigar, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, this is one that <clears throat> is always going to be. As long as I can get my hands on it, and like I said, these are regular productions; shouldn't be hard to find. Four different sizes. They all check in at a ten dollar MSRP, which I think is kind of cool. It's just there's no re- there's no reason to gravitate towards a different Vitola other than your own personal preference. preference. Yeah, yeah. I would actually like to. I'm going to scroll back here and look at these. Uh, pardon me while I peruse through my notes. I would like to give the the Churchill a try. A little bit of a smaller ring gauge. It's only a 48. It's not much smaller than this. But I'd be curious just to see how that really impacts the flavor. And really, I want to try all of them. Yeah. Then the the, the bellicoso, the robusto, robusto fifty four is, like I've talked about. That's about as a little heavy for you. That's about as wide, as lo- a big of a ring gauge that I want to go to. They also come in fifteen count boxes. I didn't mention that. And that's as far as the notes and stuff on this particular cigar. That's uh, that's about where we want to go. So one thing on, excuse me, on the cigar dojo website. When you look at some of the reviews, we put different little notes in there. And so one of the tips that we put in there in the little tip section is we do smoking time, pairing recommendations, and purchase recommendations. So for me, I said buy and buy the box. I, I think this is just a phenomenal cigar. When I know we all do this, you think I'm going to have a cigar. You know, it's whatever time of day it is. You open up your humidor and you stand there for 10 minutes. 
And then you pull out five or six different cigars and you look at them. You spend like a half an hour to figure out what you're going to smoke. Easy. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, for me, this is the kind of thing where I would have, I'll just have a box of them. I can always go to it. It's the type of cigar that if I don't know what I want to smoke, I'll just grab this because I know every time it's going to be satisfying. Satisfying is a really good word for it, by the way. But the pairing recommendation that I had for a beer, Randy, yeah. was the Founder's Breakfast Stout mm. with this. You think that worked? Yeah, I think that the body on that would work. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, you know, and, and as we've been going through, and obviously, you know, with the flavors that you find in cigars, we do tend to go more uh, malt forward beers in sure. general. Um, but as we've found, you know, and, and if you follow along with the show, we do try and and execute good pairings when the letters allow. And we've been surprised a few times where on paper it sounded like it was going to be a great uh, pairing. K was one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, that one should have been perfect. But uh, just the same, uh, you know, some of the stouts that I really uh, go towards when I'm going for an imperial stout, I, I immediately think luscious, thick, viscous, you know, pours like motor oil. Um, and a lot of times those totally overpower some of the nice, nuanced subtle flavors that come out uh, i think cigars tend to be a little bit more complex in in, in flavor jordan uh, set me straight on that we had a long conversation o- o- over many many drinks by the pool in miami he set you straight on what uh we we were battling on what's more complex a beer or a cigar and i said oh by by nature a beer has four ingredients and so the combinations of flavor by nature are going to be far more mm. uh, options than just tobacco even though you've got varietal and you got origin mm. and you got fermentation differences with maduros and lighter tobaccos but uh but there does tend to often be more different flavors um in a cigar like this versus a typical beer now this isn't a typical beer this has a bunch of flavor additives and it's got a lot going on <laughs> um but all that being said you, you know we, we talked about that um that Lagunitas Willitized. Mm. We're both kind of excited about that one. It's a special barrel-aged release. It is so strong and rich in flavor. I haven't found a single cigar that can stand up to it. Mm. It hasn't paired with anything that I've tried. And I've tried like eight different cigars with that beer so far this season. And um, and nothing, and everything gets drowned out by the sweet and, and, and rich flavors in it. Barrel-aged stuff can be so tough. Yeah. To me, I think... With that particular beer, I would go with a cigar, the contrasting side of things that's just uber, uber spicy is where I would go. That's a good point. And like the first thing that pops into my head is like a Neanderthal or something, Mm. something Mm. from Skip that really hits on that that side where you're you're going to you're going to have equal. I mean, your palate is just going to be jacked by the time you're done, but you'll probably enjoy getting there. Exactly. Is the is the thought that I've got there. All right. Well, you always ask me to. elaborate on the flavors i'm getting from the cigar may i ask you what flavors are you getting from that beer over there rob so for me may i take a sip before we get into that absolutely well rob takes a sip let me just say 21st amendment monk's blood drink it well done (laughs) spoken like a true marketing man so for me one thing i'll say and this i'll say this was the same thing for uh our last episode with the lagunitas is I get a brightness. That was more hop-driven last time. Yeah. I get a brightness out of this beer that I'm not used to getting. I've had this beer a couple of times <clears throat> this year, 
because I was excited to see it again because clearly it hadn't been around for a couple of years. It was a, a seasonal release before that, right? It, it did come out yeah. uh, in consecutive years for about four years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't completely off base. No, just, we only took the three-year gap because we felt like we had kind of worn people out on it by sure. releasing it every year. Sure. Yeah. It's a really good beer. Uh, and it used to come in four packs. Now it's in six packs. Yeah. See? <laughs> I know things. <laughs> I know things. So I get a brightness out of this that I'm not used to, and I think that's that's from the, the earthiness of the cigar. So we mm. talk about the, and I'm, I'm not sidestepping your question, but I'm mm-hmm. just going, I'm elaborating a bit. We talk about the sweetness of this particular cigar, and there's a bit of spiciness in there as well. There's an earthy factor to it that's got kind of, like I said, deep earth in uh, in my review. And to me, it's kind of a loamy kind of uh, deep uh, wet wood kind of scenario that's it's it's not really it's just kind of a deeper earthy flavor does that make any sense to you yeah that that would be the compound geosmin <laughs> uh, geosmin is the um, is the compound that uh, comes from soil it's what you smell right after a first rain and everything smells just like mulch or wet soil. Um, it's in the certified Cicerone exam. I, I, I had to learn it. No, I wanted to. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I made fun of it for a few seconds, but that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so there's there's that almost a mineral yeah. touch to it as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, that I, that I don't really, That's I'm not really getting into that as much. Okay. But it's just a depth, a deep uh-huh. kind of, I want to say chewy kind of flavor. And with the beer, I feel like it's highlighting some of the the brighter notes. I definitely get the cinnamon from the beer big yep. time. Yep. I don't get a lot of the oak out of there. Uh, fig. I mean, maybe that's what I'm tasting. Is is the kind of is there a brightness from fig? When I think the only thing I really know about figs is fig newtons. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a fig newton in a minute, but yeah. those. Yeah, you don't have to know a whole lot more than that, right there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, br- uh, toasted bread. And figs mm. is um, actually my wife buys this fig jam, and we use it when we do like a bread and cheese kind mm-hmm. of thing, which we do much more often than we really should, uh, according to my doctor. But um, <laughs> we'll use that. We'll put like a little bit of get like a a little slice of a baguette. Yep. Put some of the brie on there, and then a little bit of fig jam on top. Get out of town. Exactly. It's so good. <laughs> it's so bad for you, but oh god, it's so it's good. Not bad for you. It's one of those things you have to moderate. Well, of course, yeah. moderation. All of it. <laughs> We're all about moderation yeah, here. Clearly. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm not getting a ton of fig. There's probably some of that that deeper fruit flavor mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. I always we always call it like a dark stone fruit right. or a stewed fruit yep. is, is a term I like to use. So mm-hmm. there's probably some of that mm-hmm. fig in there. Yep. And the maltiness, obviously, is, is very much forward. That's where I think a lot of that sweetness comes from. Mm-hmm. And you've corrected me on that. When I always say that something's sweet, it's, I'm really more talking about the malt than... Uh, a than caramel flavor. Yeah, that more, comes from the malt as opposed yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, opposed to like, like the brown sugar. You're not right. getting any sweetness from that brown sugar because that It'll was all fermented. fermented. Out, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's really what I'm getting. It's, it's a great beer for this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's an, this is... What would you say the percentage was, ABV? About nine. Okay. So comparing this to Lagunitas, the one we had last week, mm-hmm. I think beers are in the similar vein. They're different styles, obviously, mm-hmm. but the same type of winter warmer type of beer, right? Yeah. This, I would think. This being the uh, being fermented with the Belgian yeast, I think this pushes 
a little more fruity character. Mm. I think this does have a little more raisin fig character that maybe is getting um, subdued on the palate because of the cigar. Yeah. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. Um, I haven't smoked this cigar with this beer. I've I've drank a case of this beer already this year. Shh. And uh, moderation. <laughs> not moderation. <the> same <laughs> no, it was two days. <laughs> um, but the cinnamon's never been more prevalent for me. Yeah, big so, time. So I, I, I think the cinnamon uh, that, that we're finding in both the cigar and the beer is making it more sure. apparent in both. The, uh, the, the point that I was getting after, though, with comparing the two beers is they're similar in style. Not, not, not similar in style, but similar in experience, I guess, is a way that I'm trying to explain it. And I, I know that that's probably wrong. No. but And they're even similar in ABV. But this, to me, feels a lot heavier than the Lagunitas, I guess, is the point that I was getting at. Like, I feel like I could drink three or four of the Lagunitas, but with this, I'm probably just going to have one and I'm going to savor it for a while. No, you're 100% correct, and that's uh, going right back to the fermentability of the brown Wait a sugar. What did you just say? <laughs> for did that just happen? Rob said it right. Holy crap. <laughs> no, okay, no, continue. No, but that's a, it's a, actually a great point because to get to a similar color and to get to a similar ABV, knowing that the brown sugar was uh, fermented with the adjunct brown sugar. Absolutely. Look at how full circle. Yeah. It was able to get to a higher ABV using less malt. Malt is not fully fermentable, and so there's what we call residual sugar. There's sugars left over from the malt that were, weren't able to be fermented by the yeast. And so a lot more malt had to go into this beer to get to the same ABV in the same color mm. than the brown sugar needed. So that's why it feels heavier. And that's why it feels heavier. It's a much heavier, more full body. Interesting. So you well, I brought hit, up a, a valid you, point. Yeah, you hit it dead on. That's a, I should just leave. I'm, <laughs> like Costanza, I'm out. These are expensive mics. Please don't <laughs> drop it. I'm glad you have the little arms. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're 40 minutes in. We'll get into the, the uh, pairing here. Yeah. At first, <clears throat> when I took the first sip, mm -hmm. and this is legit, I had smoked I don't know, a quarter inch of the cigar, not a lot, two or three puffs. And I took a sip of the beer, and I looked at Randy. It was very suspect, like, ooh, boy, I don't yeah. know if this is going to work. I'm coming around on it. I'm coming around on it. At first, it was a bit jarring, yeah. the, the differences. And we'll get into the, the, uh, the strength and flavor hook here in a minute. I think we've already talked about the flavor hook. Yeah. Uh, to me, I feel like the strength is right on. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty good. I don't know if I'm, like, jazzed about it i think mm -hmm. i'm gonna end up giving it a thumbs up yeah but it's not i think it's a thumbs up because it works but it, i'm not super excited about it hmm. does that yeah. make sense yeah no absolutely and, and, I, and i'm glad you've come around on it because uh yeah like you said you you weren't impressed right away and on the first sip you, you know you really should always have two sips of beer you you don't you're you're still acclimating your palate mm. to it you got to kind of rinse your whole palate with the beer and then take another sip um but yeah you know what um I think the intensity is right on. We've we've called both full bodied, mm -hmm. um, and the so the intensity neither one is running over the other. Uh, they both have, as far as the flavor hook goes, they do have similar cinnamon. flavors. The cinnamon being a primary one, where they're they're definitely um, kind of, kind of playing off of each other and making the other one more pronounced. And so. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just pull back the curtain and say I, I am going to give this a thumbs up, and I think this is a very good pairing, especially around the holidays. Do you feel like the yeast-driven flavor, because talk, you talked about how Belgian beers are very yeast-driven, mm -hmm. 
Do you feel like the yeast-driven flavor is kind of overrun by the cigar a little bit? The reason I say that is because I put the cigar down, took a couple of sips of the sparkling water here. Yeah. <clears throat> a non-branded sparkling water, by the way. I show up to the studio and we're, it's, I, I have very specific green room requests. <laughs> all right. No, he's like, he's no like brown <laughs> M&M's. Take all the brown ones out. And his limo needs to be at 70. 70 degrees. No, 71, Randy. Oh, pardon, 71. Pardon and, no, I'm just teasing. But, Elf so, is the greatest holiday movie of all time. Take take a couple. <laughs> it is. I haven't watched it yet. This Did, year, you mean? Not yet. Not this year. Yeah. yeah. There's we've. We'll get into the holiday stuff here in a second, because the holidays are approaching, and you'll notice I'm wearing my my 49ers gear, and uh, I I got an early Christmas present. Wow, that's this, relevant. This oh, it's totally relevant. <laughs> I got an early Christmas present this past weekend. When uh, we got that last-minute win against the Saints, man, what a freaking game! Last second win. There's two seconds on the clock when he kicked that. that ball. You think that was done on accident? <laughs> Is George Kittle not a freaking beast? Okay, so something that we did notice on the show—a beast is that we don't even say our our results, thumbs up mm. or thumbs down, within five minutes same time. of each other. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> it, actually, you're you're right. At uh, what? Oh, during during the uh, the, the airing of last week's show. <laughs> I got a text from it was Jordan was doing the production. Right. Thank you, Jordan. Well done. Very because well done, Eric sir. was on the road. Yep. Uh, with the Avo uh, announcement and all thing. that. Yep. Yep. And the it, and Jordan said, "Did you give a thumbs up or a thumbs down?" I said, "Oh, I don't think we've gotten there yet." Last week it was your fault because you started rambling, uh, and that was my response. Well, Randy starts rambling, but I, after a while, I give a, a rating. But this week, uh, I will. Well, let's do our ratings now. You yes. say thumbs up. You already. That's already I'm happened go with on the thumbs screen. up. I'm going to go with a thumbs pair. up too, and it's it's a, with a little bit of, of trepidation, not much. It's, I I think the world of this cigar. I think the world of this beer. I've been drinking this beer since they were in four packs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OG, and I've been smoking. Old guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been uh, smoking this cigar since it came out originally in 2012. Even though this is a little bit different. So I think the world of both of these, I think they pair well enough mm-hmm. to to make it work. Yeah. I think you could do better. There could be a better pairing for each. Is that fair? Fair enough. Fair enough. But, it is, but it's also good. So uh, I think that it's definitely a thumbs up. Now let's go back to George Kittle. Now he carried. He's a beast. He's a he beast. carried three. Four? Three? Three grown-ass <laughs> men. One of them was trying to rip his helmet off for 21 by, yards. By his face mask. 21 <laughs> yards he carried these guys. And all they had to do was push him out of bounds because out of bounds is like a sec, like not a second, a two steps to the side. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, man, what a game. What a game. Ben, I don't know if Ben Lee watches our show. I'll have to tell Ben because Ben's a Saints fan. He's he's from that area. And uh, sorry about that, Ben. But I'll tell you what, they made our defense look very, very pedestrian, which was impressive. Yeah. I, watching that first half, Saints in the dome, man. They now, make every that, defense. Look Drew Brees, two steps, bam, two steps, bam, two steps, bam. Like there was, you, he didn't even need anybody to block. I him. really hope our audience are, are fans of football. <laughs> I, I I think so. I think 150 yeah, percent. Exactly. I think are, are fans. Of so course. yeah, definitely a thumbs up on this. Cool. You have to check out this cigar. You have to check out this beer. I know that it, we looked, Randy. How many states? It was like 28. 28 plus, plus. Washington D.C. So it, it may not be That's in your area. Soapbox moment. Um, we can look. Hopefully, Randy gives some some recommendations. We don't have to do it now. But if if you want to get this, you want to try this pairing, and you can't find this particular beer, 
it's half of you, depending on what states you're in. It's about half the states, right? Yep, a little more. Yeah, a little more than half. So maybe you can't find it, but there's some other things that are not going to be the same because this is pretty unique, but we can find some, uh, we'll help you find some pairings that uh, are hopefully available locally. Mm-hmm. Any additional thoughts? No. Uh, well, I, I did want to address your, you, you said you thought the cigar might be running over some of the yeast forward characteristics. Um, I feel like the sweetness and some of the flavor additives, this isn't the most Belgian pronounced uh, sure, beer, even with it in its own style, because um, the spiciness and is a little bit more subdued. It's a little bit more fruit forward, um, but uh, but like you said, I mean it's it's freaking excellent, yeah. and the cigar is freaking excellent. And, yeah, uh, well yeah, the pairing works really well. I think. Happy birthday to Pete as well. Uh, this past week, celebrated Mr. Birthday. Johnson. Well done on another year, and I pr- I uh, promised our audience. While I was doing the live, uh-huh. that we would have a list of upcoming pairings for at least you know a couple three weeks for them. What to like right now on the no show? no 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 on uh, we'll post it. Jordan was saying we'll post it on the web. Excuse me on the website. Yeah no I really uh, we really appreciate the engagement from the audience on yeah la- that, that last was a request show. last week yeah yeah last week's show uh, it was pointed out that. Uh, couple of our um, regular audience members weren't able to find things locally, even with the cigars, which we had always kind of thought, well, all cigars are, are uh, nationally available just through online uh, stores. And so we are going to um, make a concerted effort to kind of list out the next uh, several pairings so that everybody gets an opportunity to, to get their hands on both the beer and the cigar yep. or a beer within the wheelhouse or, or uh, uh, approximation of the beer that we're doing a little harder with the beer than, than the cigars. Um, and uh, yeah, so look for that. We will be uh, making that uh, probably maybe do a live video as well as a, a post on, uh, on what's coming up. And uh, we'd love for everyone to share in this with us and, and, and walk through the pairings and, uh, as we've said, you know, early on in the show, uh, don't steer away from a pairing just because we gave it a thumbs down. There is a lot to be learned about how you perceive flavor and about how flavors work together by doing a bad pairing um, and, and understanding why a pairing didn't work. I'm a big fan of, of going that route. Uh, makes you more aware of those flavors and, and, and the way they're working together. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah, hopefully that'll be available by the end of the week. Uh, maybe by the end of next week, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll see. But uh, we definitely want to be able to give you guys a bit more of a lead time to uh, to pick up these cigars and these beers to uh, to pair along with us. With that being said, uh, we're in the middle of December, so everybody happy holidays. Indeed. And we will do our best with the holidays and the new uh, addition to the Griggs clan to uh, to bring you regular episodes no mm-hmm. promises that we will hit every week but uh, hopefully we will yep. and with that being said uh, thanks so much for your support we really appreciate it we'll catch you guys next week as the odyssey continues